0: Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Sure, old-time hockey. Like it is sure. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Hello, Boston Bruins fans. I'm Kurt Schmid, and you're listening to Believe in Boston Bruins on the Believe Podcast Network. We believe in Boston Bruins. Do you believe? On this week's episode, the Bruins win two in a row, and Providence announces their schedule. If you enjoyed this show, please subscribe and rate the show on iTunes. We're available on all your favorite directories, iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, Luminary, and TuneIn, and you can find us at Believe.com and at Believe Podcasts. Well, Bruins fans, the bees finally broke through on Thursday night, erupting for four goals in the third period. For a comeback shootout win over the Philadelphia Flyers. Now, coming into this whole series, I thought for sure that they were going to get their butts kicked by Philly. Philly is pretty good this year. So, you know, I came into that game Thursday night thinking, oh, great, here we go again. So the game starts. And first, my first thought was going to the TD Garden. It was so weird watching the Bruins for their home opener. With an empty TD Garden, so you you have to wonder if this actually had an effect on the Bruins for the first two periods. You know, because they weren't playing in front of fans, maybe they started out. You know, I know that they played in front of played in an empty arena before. You know, with the bubble, with the first couple of games. You know, two in New Jersey, one in one on Long Island, but you have to wonder if that played a factor in the first two periods. But in the third period the floodgates opened and the Bruins got first of their their got their first three even strength goals of the season and another power play tally from Nick Ritchie. Now, there's a lot of people talking online saying he's horrible, he should why did Sweeney make the deal? Well, if Sweeney made the deal was because this guy could score some power play goals. So, he was brought in to do that. And he's delivered. He's he's basically has delivered for this team. I mean, basically, he has two power play goals on the year right now. Okay? He has two. So he's looking that deal is looking pretty good right now. And I think he's gonna surprise a lot of Bruins fans this year. You know, I am hopefully. I know that it's a shortened season, you know, so you really can't, you know, if a guy puts in 10 goals for the year in a 56 game schedule, that's to me that's going to be pretty damn good. Okay? So he was a big part of the power play in the 6-1 win on Saturday night over the Flyers. He had two assists and played over 16 minutes, all right? So he's getting the, he's actually getting some playing time there too. So I have a feeling Nick Nick Ritchie is going to have a good season with these guys, you know? And, you know, I know I know the fans out there are saying, "No, nope, no, nope, no, nope, no, nope, 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 We don't we don't think he we don't think he's that good. Well, apparently he's, he's one of your top goal scorers on the team and, you know, I'm just surprised you guys hate him. You know, there's a lot of you out there hate him, hating him, you know, he has he he has had four decent games. So I say lay off the guy. Right now, he's your best player on the power play. Okay? So You know, finally, Nick Ritchie's here. Let him play his game, and he's going to surprise you. And he's basically, maybe people are going to fall in love with this guy if he starts putting the puck in, once he starts putting the puck in the net a lot of times. Now, we're going to jump ahead to to, um, Saturday night, the 6-1 win over the Flyers. And one thing that really caught my eye throughout the whole game is that I really like the third line of Smith, Coyle, and Frederick. They showed a lot of energy on Saturday night, and I hope Cassidy keeps these guys together for the rest of the season. I mean, they they played really, really good. I mean, they played. They had team chem, team chemistry like they've been playing together for years. Trent Frederick got his first NHL point, and I really like this kid. I love this kid. You know, he's a tough, aggressive offensive weapon this team has been looking for for a long time i mean he's got the size everything he kind of reminds me of a a little bit of a milan lucic type of player and maybe maybe even a cam neely type of deal so you know he's he's a pretty decent power forward if you want to get tech if you want to get a little technical here but you know i think he's going to be a permanent fixture in the bees lineup from now till the end of the year um you know, and normally, normally I don't go out and buy player jerseys, player jerseys. OK, I just go out and buy a regular Bruins jersey and that's it. Unless it's a special occasion like, you know, I do have a, a Winter Classic Marshawn jersey from from the Winter Classic when they played Chicago at Notre Dame, Notre Dame Stadium. I do have a I do have a Marshawn jersey because, you know, it was a special occasion. But I'm kind of liking this kid, and I think he's going to stick around for a little while. So maybe a number 11 Trent Frederick Bruins jersey might be in my future. And it might actually be the new retro jerseys uh, that they just came out with for the season. Now, with him being in the lineup now, a permanent fixture here, I know he's going to be staying in the lineup. You have to figure out who will be in the lineup once Pasta comes back in a few weeks. Now... What will the lineups look like? You're going to have to sit guys out. So the forward lines right now are Marshawn, Bergeron, and DeBrusque. You have Richie, Stadnika for the second line. For the third line, Frederick, Coyle, and Smith. And Bjork, Corrali, and Wagner. Now the lines could look a lot different once Pasta and Kasha return. return. You know, of course you're going to have Marshawn, on a Pasta, but then you get to the second line and you have a couple of options here, alright you have Richie or DeBrusque with Krejci and Stenika on that line alright, and I actually like Stenika on the right side with David Krejci and Nick Ritchie, because, you know Richie's got that big body on the left side, He you know, he's a big guy on the left side and, you know, you got Stenika who could possibly be a really good sniper in the future, so, we got that one. Now, you also have, you have the line I really love of Smith, Frederick, and Coyle, and then Bjork, Corrali, and Wagner. Now, Bjork was demoted to the fourth line with Corrali and Wagner. Now, he did play a good game on Saturday night, but I think he'll spend most of the time on the ninth floor as a healthy scratch. You know, because, you know, at one point, he was playing with Coyle and Smith. And you know the coach Cassidy had a talk with him and everything else. Told him he was going to go down to that fourth line. Frederick moves into that his spot on the third line, and Frederick has an awesome game. I would keep him here, keep Frederick on the third line on the third line. Bjork on the on the fourth line. Okay, um, so you're also going to have chances here of guys going in and out of the lineup too, because unless, you know, you're going to have guys, you're going to have some players in there that won't be able to play due to the COVID-19 protocol. All right. That's another thing to keep in mind here is that players are going to be missing games due to COVID, due to the COVID protocol. It's also a good thing that they are going to have these players on their roster. I mean, I mean, you know, who knows? Maybe Bjork might, you know, you might see DeBrusque go down to the fourth line, play on the fourth line for a little while. And like I said, Bjork goes up to the second line, goes up to the ninth floor. You know, you know, Richie goes down with with an injury or uh, or COVID-19. You know, you stick, you know, you stick um, DeBrusque back up with Krejci and Stanika. I mean, it's, you got a lot of things to work with here for this team this year because because of this COVID nineteen protocol, you're gonna actually have players coming you know coming in and out of the lineup because I can tell you right now, you know, you might actually there are gonna be Bruins that are actually gonna be out there that are ha- gonna have to be part of this protocol and gonna have to miss games, so it's gonna be a good thing that you're gonna ha- be able to have these guys step up. Now the defense is playing well. I haven't noticed that Chara and Krug are missing on the blue line. I really haven't. These guys have been playing really that good on on defense. With Matt Grizzlick out of the lineup, Connor Clifton made his season debut on Saturday night. Saturday night, and he looked really good. He looked really. He looked. He looked good, like he was. Do, like he looked in the in the bubble when he played those when he played in the bubble. Uh, Lazan and McAvoy are a great combination. They're really starting to gel together. Zaboral is getting better each game. He may not be a game changer, but sometimes as a defenseman, that's a good thing. All right. A lot of value knowing that you're going to get this, you're going to get from this kid every night. All right. You're going to get, you're going to get something from him every night. He's, he plays a, he plays a really good solid game. And of course, Miller is playing his, uh, original style of hockey. So it looks like things are starting to gel together for this team. I think they just need a few few more games to get things uh to come together here. Now moving on to the statistics for the for the team today or for the team this week. Uh Brad Marchand leads the team with 7 points with 3 goals and 4 assists. Patrice Bergeron is second with three goals, three assists for six points. You got Nick Ritchie in there with five points, uh, with two goals and three assists. David Krejci's in there with four assists for four points. Charlie Coyle has two goals, one, one assist for three points. Craig Smith is in there, newly acquired, newly, uh, new Bruin, uh, one goal and two assists in four games. He has three points. Matt Grizzlick has two points in two games. Those are two assists. Brandon Carlo has a goal. And Kevin Miller has an assist. Jacob Zavoro got his first NHL point over the weekend and with an assist. Jeremy Lazan has an assist. Jake DeBrusk has an assist. And Charlie McAvoy all have assists on the air. So they're looking pretty good this year. So they're looking pretty good through five games. You know, I don't expect, like I said before, I don't expect guys to like get like 50 goals or I think the max any player's going to get in this league this year is maybe going to be 20, 25 goals. So it looks like Marshawn is on a roll. Now, looking at the goaltending situation, Tuka Rask has, uh, has a two and two and one record. His goals against average is 2.23. His save percentage is 0.829. And he's played about, and he's allowed seven goals. Yaroslav Halak has a one win on this season. And he's got a goals against average of 1.44. Three goals against. And a save percentage of 9.38. So there's a look at what your Bruins are looking at, looking how your Bruins are looking statistic-wise. Now we're gonna go and check on the league standings and see how the Bruins are doing in their division. Of course, alt that because of the new uh, division lineup, you're actually gonna have four. You're the top four teams in each division are gonna make the playoffs, kind of like what it used to be back in the old Adams division, Adams division days. So that's the way it's going to look. So the top four teams in each division are going to go to the um, playoffs. So basically, it was basically the same thing as it was when you had the Adams division, the Patrick division, the Smythe division, and the Norris division. All right. So we're going to take a look at the Mass Mutual Eastern Conference, or Eastern Division, I should say. The Washington Capitals lead the, lead the are the top team there with, with three wins, zero losses, three three overtimes for nine points. Pittsburgh comes in with a four and two record. New Jersey at number three with three with three and one with three one and one. The bees come in with three one and one. Philadelphia is at number five with three two and one. The New York Islanders are three and two. The Buffalo Sabers are two three and one. And the New York Rangers round out the bottom with a 1-3-1 record. So that's a look at your Eastern Conference. And we're going to slide on over and look at the, the we'll go out west. We're going to go out west and check out the Honda West. Vegas leads with a 5-1 five, five, five record. Minnesota's in there with 4-2. and two. St. Louis comes in at number three with three, two, and one. Colorado's in there at three and three. Los Angeles is two 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 two. Same with Anaheim, two, two, two. San Jose comes in at number seven with three with three and three. And Arizona rounds out the bottom with a two, three, and one record. Now looking at the Scotia North, which is which is all the Canadian teams out there, uh, Canada. You have the Montreal Canadiens 4 and two, Toronto with five and two, Winnipeg with four and two, Edmonton coming in at coming in at number four with three and four, Calgary at number five with four uh, with two one and one, Vancouver in there with two and who's two and five, and Ottawa rounding out the bottom. One, three, and one. So, and now we're going to take a look at the Discover Central Division. We got three and one. Uh, Tampa Bay at three and one. They lead the Columbus, who just made a really good trade, and I'll talk about that in a little bit. Uh, Columbus with two, two, and two. Chicago in there with two, three, and one. Dallas is in there at two and oh, two, oh, and zero oh, because of their, they missed a few games due to the um, due to their due to, due to some uh, COVID nineteen protocol, they had to miss a few games. Same goes with Florida. Florida is two and zero because of because they were part of that. They don't they didn't have anybody who tested positive. It's just that they had to play. There was a schedule. They were scheduled to play Dallas and they couldn't. Carolina is two and one. They had they've had some protocol issues as well. I'll talk about that a little bit. Nashville, two and three, and Detroit at two and four. So there you have it. There are your stats for or the standings for for this week. You know, hopefully the Bruins will will jump up a little bit and maybe get ahead of um, New Jersey and Pittsburgh uh, by the time next week rolls around. Of course, the Bruins do play Pittsburgh this week. So things are going to get a bit interesting. Now, the Providence Bruins released their schedule of games for the 2020-21 regular season. Listen, why don't we just call it the 21 regular season, all right? It's going to feature 26 games against Bridgeport, Hartford, and Utica. Yes, they're only playing those three teams. The season begins on Friday, February 5th against Bridgeport at the New England Sports Center in Marlboro, Massachusetts. The schedule includes 12 matchups with both the Sound Tigers, the Wolfpack, and two games against Utica in April. Now, I have a feeling that the rivalry with Hartford and Bridgeport is going to be a little bit more intense, with these teams playing each other almost every other weekend. There's also some Wednesday games in their t- there's also some Wednesday games in there too. Now, since no fans are going to be attending games, all the start times are going to be around 1 o'clock. Maybe those might change a later on, but right now everything is scheduled for 1 p.m. Now, the roster hasn't been announced yet, but I would expect it to be released sometime uh, next week in time for, the, for next, next week's podcast. Providence goaltender Kyle Kaiser has been playing for the Jacksonville Iceman this season. Uh, he would have been playing with the Bruins uh, affiliate in Atlanta, but Atlanta decided not to play due to the pandemic. So he's played about five games this season, and he's got about four losses. So that's that's not good. Uh, with Dan Vladar being on the Boston Bruins taxi squad, I expect uh, Kaiser to return to, the, to Providence this year. And split the goaltending duties with rookie goaltender Jeremy Swayman. Now Swayman was the fourth pick, uh, the Bruins' fourth pick in the 2017 draft, and he played. The, he's played the last three years at the University of Maine, and apparently they've been talking on. They've been hyping this kid a lot, not hyping to the point where you know where the Rangers were hyping Shesterkin a lot and the Islanders were hyping their Russian goalie, uh, Sor- Sorokin. But this kid could be could be the next guy in line to take the number one uh, goaltending position once um, Tuka Rask decides to, you know, depart Boston, whether it's, you know, after this season or he signs a new contract and he decides to play. So it's going to be interesting to see, you know, how this all pans out. But I say, you know what, as long as Tuka's here, keep the kids swaying in Providence let him get some games in under his belt you know and you know let him get get the experience now in other NHL news the Columbus Blue Jackets uh have traded away Center Pierre Lou Pierre Dubois and a third round pick to the Winnipeg Jets for right winger Patrick line and Center Jack Ro, Rose, Rose Liff, L- You know, I had this guy's name before, you know, all weekend, you know, when the trade happened, Roosevelt, I think that's the kid's name. I had, I had that kid's name, you know, constantly over my, you know, talking about it. I get to that point where I want to talk about him and guess what? I I screw up his last name. Sorry. But anyways, looking at that trade, I think it, I think it's a win-win for both teams. Dubois didn't want to be there. And Patrick Line apparently didn't want to be didn't want to be, he was looking he wanted to play somewhere else. Okay? One of those two players wanted to play, and I think it was Dubois that wanted to play in a bigger market. So basically that brings me back to a long time ago to I mean, we're going back like twenty-five years, maybe close to twenty-seven years of of Brendan Shanahan. Brendan Shanahan didn't wanna he was traded to Hartford. Played a couple games in Hartford, wanted out of Hartford, so the Bruins traded him. I mean, the Bruins traded the Whalers traded him to to Detroit for Keith Primo, and I can tell you right now the deal worked out best for both teams. Of course, coming over and also in that deal was Paul Coffey, and Paul Coffey didn't want to be in Hartford. So you know it. It's a funny. It's funny when you when you're in a small market like Columbus and you have a top player like like Dubois, and, you know, you want to trade him, you know, and he has to be traded. He wants out. And the only, pl- I mean, basically the only place where he wanted to go at first and everybody thought he was going to Montreal in a bigger market, in a bigger hockey market. There's also talk about him going to New York, which would have been fantastic for the, that would have been a steal for the Rangers. But what would the Rangers, what would the Rangers have given up? And the Bruins were thrown in there. <clears throat> excuse me the Bruins were thrown in there too so you know they were in the mix a little bit too and you know you got to figure out who were the Bruins who were they you know who would the Bruins give up I mean I could see giving up DeBrusque I could see maybe giving up Senishin. you know do you give up a Stednica right now you know you could give up Bjork because he doesn't look like he's going to be playing that much this season so it's going to be it's it's going to be interesting to see how this trade works out. I know I th- I believe Line A is uh, is also a free agent, so he might be looking el- I mean, he might be looking elsewhere too to get out of Columbus. So, who knows? But there's also talk that the that that all the that these players involved in this trade are actually going to sign deals with these clubs. So, it's going to be interesting to find out to see, you know, how things turn out. The Carolina Hurricanes have had have had three games postponed, one in Nashville, uh, and their two game home opening set against the Florida Panthers uh, due to COVID. So, the next game scheduled for them is tomorrow night with the start of a two game series against the Tampa Bay Lightning. It is unknown if the Canes will will even be available to drop the puck tomorrow night. So. The team currently has five players on the NHL uh, COVID 19 protocol list. And like I said before, this could happen to any team. I mean, it, it might, it, it could happen to the Bruins. You know, it's going to happen to, I, I think every team is going to be affected in some way with this. Every team is going to be at least affected by some by this process. So. You know what's gonna you know we don't know what's what's really gonna happen, you know when teams are missing when teams are missing games that means they're gonna have to reschedule, but I, but the team but the league did add on a couple extra dates in case you know teams had to you know miss miss games due to COVID so at least at least the the league has thought thought this thing through. Now, uh, long time NHLer. Uh, George Armstrong, who spent his entire 21 career with the Toronto Maple Leafs and won four Stanley Cups, passed away at the age of 90. So the whole, not only the Toronto Maple Leafs organization, but the whole hockey world is mourning the loss of George Armstrong. If you have a question for me, you could tweet me at hockeynascar413 or go to or go to my Believe in Boston Bruins Facebook page. This show is available on all your favorite streaming platforms iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, Luminary, and TuneIn. If you enjoyed the show, please subscribe and rate the show on iTunes. You can also find us at Believe.com and at Believe Podcasts. Are you interested in advertising on this show? Please contact Believe at Believe.com. Would you like to join me as a guest on Believe in Boston Bruins Podcast? Go to the Believe in Boston Bruins Facebook page. You know, send me a message, and we'll set up a date and time to record. All you need is Skype or Zoom. Thanks for listening. Have a great week and go Bruins.
0: Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants. They all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, click Grainger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. American Giant makes great clothing, sweatshirts, jeans, and more right here in the U.S. Visit American-Giant.com and get 20% off your first order with code STAPLE20. That's 20% off your first order at American-Giant.com, code STAPLE20.